Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Audience, I know you saw me get swallowed by that wormhole and shot into space. It's been a hundred years, but I'm back, and you can't keep me down. That's one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one was well thought out, at least. I liked it. There was a little good hey, theatrics. This, uh, this week, I was able to think about it. Last week, you know, forgive me, you know, I was a little lazy, it's a, whatever. It's like an improv movie, and you gave us a little improv. I yeah, like yeah, it. you I, know, I like to set that. up scenes sure. and plots. Sure. It'll progress. He's back on top. So. <laughs> but one thing I do like is that, Tyler, every time I do this, it, like each week, oh, best one yet. That's, that's what I got to do. That's what I yeah. got to say every Positive single feedback. one. That's, that's what, what a leader one. does. Yeah, yeah. Leader yeah. Leads. That's what they do. Each week, I strive to top myself. <laughs> Notice how I never say that, Producer Ryan. I never say it. You don't encourage me. <laughs> you, you're, you're doing an A-OK job there, buddy. So, uh, and as always, we got our Nick, too, as well, Captain Listen, Tangents. we need to make eight gallons of bug juice by snack hour. All right? Do you know where the powder packets are? They're in the pantry right by my dick cream. <laughs> Did you say dick cream? Uh, no, that's not what I said. No, that's not what I said. No, it's not, it's not, it's not, just, just get away from me, <laughs> Oh, man. So we got our garbage boy and Captain Tangent. Uh, today, as always, we'll be starting off with a little bit of movie news. So I got a bit of Wonder Woman news here for you guys. I'm interested. Um, I'm excited right. for Wonder so, Woman yeah, 1984, yeah. right? It's, it's a couple different things, but it's all it's all, all right. you know Wonder Woman related hit, hit with, me this. with it. So, uh, so, of course, Patty Jenkins, she did Love the first her. one. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be back for the second one. And apparently she's going to retcon the events of BVS and possibly all the Snyder movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So, so we're going to have some time looping nonsense. Or something like that. <laughs> a so, new timeline, an alternate timeline, hey, uh, a flashpoint, if you will. I feel like they're doing what I suggested. You know, you keep the people that are good and just forget yeah, just about, forget about that. Stuff. Don't worry I about guess. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's necessary. Maybe so. Now, wait. So the name of this movie is Wonder Woman 1984. I, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah Wonder Woman so. 1984. George Orwell, so. right? Yeah. A little bit of George yeah, Orwell George in there. Orwell. I think yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's done on purpose. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I was making a and goof, Kristen but Wiig it worked is out. <laughs> we played <laughs> off of it. So. Yeah. Kristen Wiig has not broken out big yet. This is going to be the one. Kristen, wait, what? From Saturday Night Live. She's going to be cheetah. Yeah, she's big. She's pretty big. Not after this, she's going to be huge. She's not superhero big yet. She's not superhero big. Oh, okay, I get yeah. that. But I, I was going to say, she was in that movie with The Will only Ferrell. movies that make any money are freaking superhero movies. So to get big, you got to get in there. That's so true. That's this true. Is her, this is her window. What are you talking about? She did the Skeleton Twins with Bill Hader. You know what? That's on Netflix yeah. now. By the way, I, that's a great, I wouldn't say great, but it's a very solid movie. It's depressing. It's super depressing. <laughs> it's very depressing. Bill Hader, amazing. Bill Hader's great job. Oh, it's amazing. It. So, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's been a couple years since I've seen it. But, Me too. I yeah. saw it the one time when it came out as an indie movie. I think I might have saw it in the movie theater or, or right when it came out. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh-huh. Great performances. Maybe the movie's a little dark. I rented it from Redbox, and I was like, oh, cool, Bill Hader. Oh, man. <laughs> thought so it was going to be funny, right? Yeah, I know, right? You got me. <laughs> now, listen, so. if you're not watching Barry, if you haven't caught up, it's over now. you got to watch it. Is it Red over, over, or just the season's o- no, over? No, no, just this season. Just the season? Okay, cool. amazing. It's just amazing. Okay. I got to put on my laundry list of things to catch up on. So. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually. eventually list. So, There's so many um, things. <laughs> oh, but anyways, uh, back to uh, Redcon of BVS. So, okay, let's hear um, it. We don't know how much is going to be retconned. Apparently, it's she's going to be revealed as a uh, superhero like li- earlier on because she's kind of in hiding. They're just going to scrap that. At okay. the point in BVS when you meet her, she's been kind of in hiding. She hasn't been an active Wonder Woman for like a very right, long Bruce time. Bruce Wayne apparently. calls her out at it. Yeah, There's some good moments there. Actually, yeah, there some, are good parts of those movies. 
Okay. Yeah, there's, there's there's okay parts. We're gonna do it on the pod at some point. Trust me. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. It's a four-hour pod. We're just gonna keep on teasing it. Yeah, we'll tease it. I That's mean, right? if you listen to segments of the show, we kind of cover the whole movie in general. Ah. So. <laughs> but uh, so they're gonna redcon that as far as her. She's gonna come out a little bit earlier and acting as a superhero. They're gonna kind of redcon the uh, picture that was shown in BVS too as well with really? uh, Steve Trevor, <laughs> which apparently was a big. Why kind would of plot you have point. to redcon that? Because that makes total sense. It's set back with in the, World War One with the picture. I mean, just the whole. I guess the plot surrounding the picture. Well, Steve Trevor's coming back for this. Yeah, apparently, which I find to be unusual. Though I love Chris Pine, right? So. I'm not sure exactly how he'll come back. He might come back like as a flashback, or maybe like as a ghost, or you know, all the other ways you can bring someone back. Hologram. Uh, I hope it's. <laughs> smart because i hope it's not cheap you know so no i agree yeah i, agree. I, I think patty jenkins will do a good job as far as you know from seeing that She's, first wonder woman yeah. too as i mean well, i am so. the knight as again we mentioned it on the pod a bunch of times but it's really really good miniseries on tnt you can watch the whole thing now uh-huh. very very good i was gonna say so you told us last week tyler that the batman movie that sounds awful is gonna be set in the 90s yeah so now are we just gonna go through the 80s and 90s with these characters now is that what they're trying to do you know what we're not even sure what's kind of going on over at dc last we heard they're trying to just reform doing... the Justice League, yeah. but with Edward from Twilight. Apparently, just doing just standalones. Gotcha. So, because okay. the Red Cotton, the BVS type of thing, and even with like kind of the uh, with Aquaman, they're doing the trench uh, sequel or spinoff. Right now, Aquaman so, will be set in present time. So yeah. How does that work? Too? I have no idea. Yeah. So all we know, they're going to be definitely doing an Aquaman too. I mean, obviously, it made a right. billion dollars in the box bucks. office. Yep. So yeah, that's a great way to do a sequel. So yep. uh, they're going to be doing the trench spinoff with Aquaman, and that which just... I disagree with. We talked about it on the pod. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure about that one. I looked it up a little bit, and right now, all it is, it's just going to be a monster. Mo- it's going to be a monster horror movie. That's okay. going to be the all premise right. of the trench, and that's kind of the only way I think you can do it as far as the trench goes. You know, yeah, but probably. you know, James Wan, James Wan's gonna be behind it, and he's like the savior of you know DC right now. Okay, so, so I, I'm not I'm not fully into uh, what is that Aquaman lore. So yeah. Trench is an, an enemy. Is it? Is a yeah, villain. it's another form of the Atlanteans that split off, and apparently they they're. They stayed in a trench, and that's where okay. they are. <laughs> All right, but they're called the trench, or they're that's they're, the place that they're, they're called in. the trench. And where they're at is, I guess, kind of it's like the Mariana Trench. Okay. So it's where they stay. They stay in the deep. They the look deepest like parts uh, of the ocean, creatures so. from the Black Lagoon, and for some reason, Nicole Kidman fit in with them for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, okay. sure, I'm not cool. sure why, but they were cool. All right, <laughs> they hung so... out, smoked cigarettes together, and everything. So. <laughs> well, again, if... by the way, it's a little spoiler. They love my best friend's wedding in the trench. Yeah, I can love that movie. Yeah, that's where it belongs in the trench. In the trench. Dark depths of the ocean. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's gonna be the big thing. So Princess Diana, she's gonna be revealed as our hero earlier in the timeline events. And in the '80s, apparently, the premise of the story is she's gonna be a spy. So Wonder Woman's gonna be acting as a spy, and it's gonna be working the, for whom? I, you know, I guess England. That's where she was at, right? That's okay. where she. Uh, so it. now the, yeah, so I think the uh, what are they the Amazons or whatever are they they're alive and back I, now? Are I think they're see, just uh... going to be secluded in wherever Amazon is. Okay. Right. <laughs> I can't because I like some. I can't they died. A bunch of, of them died, head. and now I'd like to them come back to life. Let's get Connie Nielsen back. Right. Let's get uh, Robin Wright back. I think uh, they'll probably keep those lines of events like in line, but okay. uh, but yeah. So anyway, it's going to take place during the eighties. <laughs> it's going to be a Cold War. Uh, kind of spy showdown oh, okay. where she's hunting like another Russian where she's hunting a Russian spy. So okay. Cheetah, is right. Cheetah a Russian in this? Is she that... might be a Russian. I mean, That'd that would be, be a bad idea mm. to kind of go along it, those it, lines. What but... it does is it proves how messy DC has just, uh, you know, there's, there's... 
they just kind of <laughs> it's just such a sloppy line they're i'm pretty certain <laughs> that dc knows this already. yeah <laughs> yeah but they're responsible but yeah, DC yeah. and warner brothers <laughs> and legendary they're all responsible i think for a this, few people so. are responsible but then again it takes a lot of people to just you know say yes or those, you know just you gotta ignore sign things, those so. checks you gotta put those movies out i well, mean a lot of a lot of big money a lot of big names involved at least they're trying to fix it yeah they're trying to do yeah. something it, they it, have to redcon stuff they do yeah you absolutely have to you're kind of at that point where you have to do that and it feels like they're slowly digging themselves out of this hole and it we'll kind of feels like we'll yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. yeah i haven't really seen a lot of more dirt on the ground it's just still pretty low down <laughs> in the ground there so let's see what happens now again i enjoyed aquaman i thought it was fine i really liked wonder woman and there are parts of all those movies that i sort of liked man of steel bvs justice league little parts there but to patch that timeline together it's they got a lot of work ahead of them it's not the x-men timeline so they're not no. the worst oh, yeah. timeline that's, <laughs> that's, speaking, speaking that's the, the worst timeline speaking of the x-men maybe the one movie that'll lose more money than the x-men this year is men in black international mm. oh, okay. it's about a one ten million dollar budget it's uh it's just barely over 100 million combined worldwide oh, wow so you got to go to like 240 250 for it to break even it's probably gonna lose around 100 million 100 million dollars too oh that's man insane. and that you got chris hemsworth in there too and i know you, got, you know what it looks uh, charming i can't remember her I name probably, either yeah, uh, tessa yeah. thompson tessa She's, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is Men in Black a big IP? Like the first three I don't movies, know. they're kind of. So it was um, Barry Levinson, right? The first couple. And I actually mm-hmm. liked the first two and the. Th- the third one was interesting. I didn't uh-huh. love it, but I, it was the father of Will Smith that was mm, brought back. Yeah. It was an interesting story. It was a really short, like, 90-minute movie, and I thought it was clever enough. That's where Josh Brolin comes in as, yeah, the, young, as the younger Tommy Lee yeah, Jones. Yeah, Tommy so. Lee Jones, and I thought that was an in- interesting take, but it, that movie didn't make a ton of money, so it's not mm-hmm. like people were clamoring for this. Uh, I think, you know, Tyler had sent it on Twitter uh, not that long ago, the o- the crossover with 21 Jump Street. Yeah. That so. would have been more like, I think fans would have got out of their, their beds for that one. Right. That would have uh, been a more interesting premise, and because that happened during the... Uh, the Sony leaks that yeah. that was an idea yeah. that was thrown around there was yeah. you know 23 Jump Street slash like Men in Black yes yes I did see that. Sony was trying yeah, to do a bunch so. of crossovers right. Sinister Six was a bunch of stuff was going on mm. in there uh Mask and like um uh G.I. Joe and all yeah. this other stuff yeah, was going yeah, yeah. on so but this was one I thought that one at least would be enough to get people excited yeah. especially everybody loves going... Jonah Hill mm-hmm. Shannon Tatum like you mix those up with Maybe Will Smith and Josh Brolin, or however you were going to do it. Right. I think that would have made sense. So I, I mentioned this in the last episode about Men in Black would not having enough Will Smith. Do you think that it's a matter of star power that it's not making it's enough? It's an interesting question. I don't they know. They do have some star power in there, and you know, Liam Neeson like, yeah. is there. Emma Thompson, who well, he's got I'm... some backlash recently, so yeah. they, they haven't oh, yeah, advertised him at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went a little Mel Gibson. Welcome on everybody. to the list. Of... <laughs> Welcome to that list of. Uh, he has a very particular oh, set of skills that yeah. include racism. That's one of them, I guess. Don't so, worry, we'll do a whole month of fallen heroes. I know. Right? <laughs> right. It's like Hollywood; they have the the racism list where you can still get work, and then they have the sexual assault list where you're that's basically a big list. Yeah, I don't want to do episodes on that I don't want to do episodes on that if you're a, week if you're a Hollywood guy and you had to choose you'd rather be on the racism list than the sexual harassment list I mean <laughs> I the lesser of the two yeah, I don't know is so, that the list I want to be on I'm not sure I don't I'm not going to be on the sexual harassment list that's for sure <laughs> are you kidding alright let's move on let's move on from that yeah right uh, so Toy Story Toy Story is the big movie of the oh, yeah. week let's jump to Toy Story that's nice let's go to something Pixar something animated we're a friendly podcast something for the whole family right yeah 
yes, yes. So its opening is tracking for like 125, 150. Mm. We'll know more tomorrow. That's about a 175 budget worldwide. It's going to do about 250, so it's going to break even right off the bat. So it's just another win for Pixar. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It probably will make it. It could make a billion dollars. It has to mm-hmm. track well, but I don't see a lot of competition going forward. Like we brought up last week, all the movies coming out that we're super excited for yesterday. Um, the mm-hmm. late night movie, the Jim Jarmusch, Zom- uh, the Dead Don't Die. All these movies are smaller. It's got a clear path to, to mm-hmm. dominate for a couple weeks here. So yeah. So I don't know. Would Pixar? I expect them to succeed. Has there been yeah. a bad Pixar I movie? I think there has um, been a relative bust for Pixar. I think I- they've been wins, but just break evens. I no, guess you okay. could say. All right, all right. And they remember they are expensive movies to make. Most yes, of the Pixar yes. movies are always like 150 yeah. or more. The animation on it has gotten so good. Oh yeah, man. It's Technology. So yeah, it's <laughs> I know. amazing. What a time to be alive. I know. And the thing is, uh, I know Brave is probably not one of the most popular like mm-hmm. Pixar movies, but the animation in that is so good. Just it's uh, really Coco. Good in the Coco was 2017 and that one lost money. Oh, really? that one really? Man, really? Coco was good. And yeah, I, I will say good, that Brave was really good also. Yeah, I really I like that Brave one, too. Yeah. I really I like, like Brave. So. I don't know. I guess people don't like cultural films. Yeah. But when I checked on <laughs> yeah, Toy Story. Be, you might have something there. Yeah, yeah I guess At that, least yeah. in an animated version. I think people like them, but when it's given to you like in that animated. Although, I don't know. Pocahontas. Like, there's a bu- been a bunch mm. of these that like explore that. <laughs> well, Pocahontas was like 20 years before. Uh... Listen, you have to bring up my age. We know from last week, Tyler's 25 years old. Right? Let's Poca- just paint with the colors yeah. of the wind and relax for a but second. Po- Pocahontas wasn't even Pixar, though. That's Disney. Yeah, yeah. Disney. Straight Disney. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying a successful movie that celebrates I get you. I get culturism. You. Well, I'm looking forward to Mulan. Mulan, yeah. yeah live, action Mulan. live action Mulan. Live action Mulan. That yeah. might be really interesting. I mean, Aladdin is crushing it. 775 worldwide. Uh-huh. It could it could touch a billion. It Wait, might get there. Crushing it as in a positive thing? Yeah, it's making a ton really? of money. Yep. Wow. Worldwide, it's making a ton of juice. Uh, I think Maybe it's the third it is Will Smith and... star yeah. power. I did see it. So. Certainly internationally, Will Smith I think holds as an international star. Mm, yeah, Maybe not as much domestically, but it's it's not bad. I mean, it's fairly entertaining because I saw it. it. Yeah, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, I think I told you guys. I can't remember. It might have been. Feels on the like, pod. It feels like we, forever. We don't yeah, listen. Yeah. We don't listen to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so we we brought this question. Up. My mic's not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> we brought this question up. Who is this movie geared to? Was it? It's a, a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's a so, two-hour movie. The feedback I've gotten, and and help me out, Tyler, is Mm -hmm. that it is nearly scene for scene. Yeah. So there's a couple pet peeves. And I they just didn't never really understand. Much I don't know. I heard some things that they change a lot in the ending, and I was hoping to see Hot Jasmine in this little harem outfit, but she wasn't in it. Uh, riots <laughs> all over. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the FBI's here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I thought it was just fine. There's mainly like parents, you know, who brought their kids. I mean, that's that seems to be the demographic, you know, younger parents who bring their kids to watch it, where they saw it as cartoons or just to kind of kill two hours mm. too but i that's, mean that's where we are with this stuff i mean so you think about star wars which you bring up all the time what you're doing is the older generation the middle generation and the youngest generation are all sharing something yeah you together. got something for each generation I get that. and that's where the money is that's what the dollar dollar bills are but but I, I i joke but the ending of aladdin they don't have that whole showdown with jafar turning into a giant snake and breathing fire and thank a sword god fight. for that what are you serious <laughs> that was like one of the most entertaining parts i'm so of hoping that in the it uh the it uh, part two they they don't do the giant spider thing please well, don't do that okay that's a totally <laughs> giant different <laughs> when I watched the animated Aladdin, that was awesome. Seeing Aladdin uh, fight against this giant snake with a sword, I was expecting to see that at the end of this movie. And then it just ends up being this kind of... Uh, and then Genie gets together with the handmaiden of Jasmine. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah, what happens. Yeah. yeah, he gets his own little love. So, yeah, he gets his own little love story. So, so oh, weird. And okay, his, it, that's weird. He sings in the beginning, and it's it's <laughs> my from it's my understanding. It it's about, everybody deserves love. From everybody my understanding, it's about like seventy percent scene for scene, and then that other thirty percent, they kind of went crazy with it. Uh huh. You got to change some stuff. So, I don't yeah. want to see any. Like I remember the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn, scene for scene. That shot for shot. Yeah, shot, shot for shot. shot. What is yeah. the purpose? It was Gus Van Sant, or I don't know who made that movie, but why would you do a shot for shot? I can just watch psycho no right. I, I don't need a shot for shot i email. guess that but look at beauty and the beast that made money and i didn't like it, it, it i didn't know that's you much, <laughs> that's, that's your problem right there Listen, <laughs> I, I i am the voice of reason here <laughs> my whole and, thing uh sorry to cut you off oh, right no, now. You're, you're, you're so, no i like uh, it cut him off so, no. <laughs> so he's speaking too much truth. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thing with these disney live actions is it's the ones you really liked when you were a kid that you saw as cartoons those are the ones you're probably going to enjoy most when you see him in live action so if you really enjoyed aladdin agree, yeah. as a cartoon you're gonna really enjoy a different version of it as, as live action same with beauty of the beast if you really really like like lion king or mulan as a cartoon as a kid and you watch it a oh, lot so you'll lion like king, it as a live action i'm pretty i sure. have some high hopes for lion king i'll say that mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with the casting is just oh yeah 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 and, and my favorite and maybe i don't have a i'm just not super invested yet is because um I, my favorite is The Little Mermaid. So maybe when that one breaks, I'll have a hot take on it. They did but do for now, like, if I, it, No, they didn't do it with the live action Little Mermaid. Yeah, yet. they've done one before. Oh, they have they? Yeah, it I think it's a, actually on Netflix, too. It couldn't have been like a big budgeted one. No, I don't think so. So they're going to do a big budgeted that was famous person. That came away. Yeah. So. yeah, they may have done that. I would yeah. like but, to see a horror Little Mermaid. They've done yeah. that too, actually. Oh, they, have they, they? they have done something like that. Oh, yeah, I gotta look it up to see what the name okay. is. It's not very good, but they tried. They uh -huh. tried. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. <laughs> but like for the Cinderella one, I'd rather watch the cartoon so far. For the Beauty and the Beast one, not even close. The cartoon. Uh -huh. um, what else has come out? Aladdin, I haven't seen yet, so I have to wait for it. Um, but so far, you know, I like the originals. Dumbo, I did get to watch most of it. I fell asleep. Uh -huh. it's, it's interesting because it's Tim Burton and it has a different take on it. Yes, so yes. I don't consider it the same movie, but still the animated one's better. Mm. I don't think so. I remember seen Dumbo the cartoon it's a good cartoon actually Bambi is an unbelievable one too we'll probably get that eventually so <laughs> I don't people forget the it. older ones <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to other uh, can't speak moving on to other movie news uh, so there was a storyboard leak for the Superman flyby script mm, that okay. we were kind of talking about last, by this week, last so. week I didn't get to ask enough uh -huh. questions but that is a fascinating so, story as far as the the script, it was the director of uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. He apparently worked on that really? storyboard really? back in 2003 okay. or 2004 and when we this will, movie developed. audience, we will get to yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah we we'll eventually. Keep screaming so, at us. It's yeah. very good. It's very good. <laughs> so, but it was going to involve uh, Superman's cousin as a villain, so his his father's brother's son mm. you know his Sounds uh like Jor, Jor el's brother's son yeah <laughs> okay. so. all right your father's mother's cousin's brother <laughs> so what does that make us absolutely nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so they would have been cousins and his name would have been tizor uh, of course it would be. Yeah, Why of course it would have been. been. So, yeah. It's so, great writing. Apparently, <laughs> so I like this already. <laughs> so he would have been like the main villain, and uh, the storyboard was drawn while Brett Ratner was still attached to be the director. But apparently, that's the part time... I did not like. You mentioned yeah. J.J. Abrams possibly writing, producing, whatever. I believe he, he was going to produce it, and he did write the script. Ratner he actually wrote has, the script. He just is not. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking then, yeah. but who knows what they're thinking now too. So, <laughs> but. Uh, 
So this is when Brett Ratner, Brett Ratner was attached to be the director, but when he was left the project because it was taking too long to get off the ground, and one of the main reasons because they couldn't quite decide who they wanted to be Superman, which is kind of a big thing because you're coming back off of Christopher Reeves, and yeah, it's just who yeah. do you pick? That's been Superman since day one, at least for majority of it. It's just so, a, it's just such an iconic role, and I would argue they still haven't really got it right. Yeah, they're still <laughs> trying to they're still trying to crack that form. I I so. actually like only because it's so weird. Uh, I love the Superman Lives documentary, which uh-huh. we brought up a few times. That that idea, Nicolas Cage, producer Ryan's buddy, uh, being Superman just for that one movie. <laughs> uh, I just think that would be so weird and so awesome. Even if it tanked, I would be so interested in just it. Just to see how it tanks. <laughs> just to see how it tanks. Yeah, how bad it could possibly be. And I, I ride for Tim Burton. I think actually he should get the keys to something in the Marvel universe or in the DC uh-huh. universe going forward so as you guys mentioned last week too you know missed opportunity the tim burton batman cast to do batman beyond oh yeah would yeah. have been they can amazing. still do that by the way guys people <laughs> it can still happen why, why isn't anybody pitching yeah that? come mm. on so take notes somebody <laughs> twitter followers let them know yeah, yeah DC, come on <laughs> at whoever the, it's the a no network brainer come on put it, get it together so superman for me i don't know why well actually i do know why but dean kane will always be superman oh yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, terry hatcher hey. is maybe my favorite lois lane i'm not arguing that but dean kane no i'm sorry i don't know man it's what about just smallville who, who played smallville what's that guy's superman? name i forget I that guy's name but he was, yeah that's he was, how memorable he, he is adequate he was all right but I'm not even gonna lie. I never watched the Lois and Clark TV show or anything like that. It was that. mediocre. Yeah. I, well, I never seen it. But, but Dean Kane is glued in my mind as Superman. <laughs> so when you say Superman, that's the picture that is coming to my mind. I guess because I'm old, it's Christopher Reeve. I think that's no, who come, pops it, in my head. And that's know? that's suitable. That's yeah. fine. I think it's but, hard to get him out of there. Some of the animated ones with the really square jaw, uh-huh. I kind of like that mm. version of it. That's uh, the guy from Wings. I always forget the guy who does his voice, Superman's voice. But uh, he, I like that guy's voice, and I like that animated square jaw Superman. Quick, with uh-huh. like the, what's his chest is probably like 64 inches. De- <laughs> Eight, at least. 88 <laughs> inches. I don't know what, whatever that is. Yeah, so, uh, but back to that. Uh, so, Brett Reiner was attached to direct, and because they couldn't quite decide who they wanted to be Superman, he eventually left and it was kind of like a free-for-all for everyone still working on production when there was no director so they're just kind of coming up with these crazy ideas drawing whatever and it wasn't until brian singer was brought on and then he just kind of scrapped everything and did superman returns mm. and so and again they're like with the dc movies the bbs the man of steel the justice league I don't like Superman Returns, but there are things in that movie I did kind of like. Kevin Spacey has Lex Luthor, the idea of it. Now, obviously, we know what happened to him down the line. He's on, but which like, list is he on? <laughs> or is he on both? He's on both. Yeah. He's definitely on both. <laughs> he's on like 12 lists. Some of them we don't know about and yet. Brian yeah. Singer yeah. And Brian Singer. Really, he should be on the list to go to jail. That's probably where he should be going. <laughs> but in any case, like at least in that moment in time, watch it in the capsule it came out in, he had an interesting take on Lex Luthor. And Brandon Ruth, you know, was kind of like, I don't know, he was just very he ordinary. He had the look. Yeah, Kate Bosworth yeah. as a Lois Lane was kind of kind of weird james marsden again playing a, a crappy cyclops oh yeah character. poor james marsden <laughs> he just gets the raw deal <laughs> westworld get he gets his due in westworld oh yeah he so. does really good in but westworld. uh yeah i mean there were things in that movie i liked mm. so mm. <laughs> oh and this one's pretty funny for uh spider-man far from home it's not a spoiler by the way it's something that's oh, by the way I, I, we got there. called out for spoiling la la land audience i apologize <laughs> no, first no, of all it, you it should have been a couple it. years ago it was so. it was a top two movie of that year with that and moonlight both deservedly i know there was the oscar mismatch but i'm telling you la la land's a great movie you should have saw it already, so but I apologize. But Nick says we. No, I was Nick. <laughs> no, Nick's no, the we, one that we are the team. We are a team here at Talking Flick. <laughs> we just spoil a bunch of you other movies. You could have edited it out. <laughs> Spoil as many movies as you can. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiser Soze is Patrick 
Stacy, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze is Patrick Swayze. Oh my Kevin Spacey. That makes me look at that Kevin movie Spacey. totally differently. Before he got on the list. <laughs> That's all the spoilers I can think of. Anyways, Spider-Man Far From Home, not really a spoiler, but if you don't want to know about it, just go ahead and, you know, take your headphones out right now. Um, so apparently, I don't know if it's a joke or not. And with the article I was reading, it says it's not a joke, but they're going to call Spider-Man Spidey Sense the Peter Tingle. Ew. It sounds creepy. Ew. It sounds like that's what that's what producer Ryan gets when he looks at like nebula pictures or whatever. Or I'm 25, like so I can laugh at that as much as I want. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost 40 and I can laugh at that too. I don't care. I don't I don't use vernacular like that. Yeah. Peter Tingle. He's, he's blushing over there. He's blushing over here. People can't see it over there. I'm, I'm sorry oh, the audience can't man. see that. But does anybody does anybody believe that the murder mystery movie on Netflix had 30 million viewers? Because I certainly don't. I heard. Well, I heard my girlfriend said it's not that bad. But is I that right? Know. Okay, I, I haven't watched know. it, and and we know we like Jennifer Aniston on Talking Flick, but you know it it seemed like nobody watched that movie. I'm <laughs> probably not gonna. That's how they get you. They put out like it's somewhat. Like, okay, maybe I'll watch this trailer with Adam Sandler. And he was good once upon a time. Mm. Yeah, and then you sure. watch it and then you're disappointed and crushed. And so, <laughs> yeah, I have watched a couple of them and they're, they, I, they're disappointing. It was probably Adam Sandler. He just paid like 30 million people. I don't yeah. know however much money he has. <laughs> did you ever he see the movie? Watch this. Movies. I mean, he has did a lot ever, of money. Did you ever see the movie Funny People? With uh, it's like uh, no, I oh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, well, someday we'll get to that one. Oh, yeah. it's, fa- it's a fascinating like Seth inside Rogen, the uh, Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Yeah. Oh, but man. still, whoever came up with that idea to call it the Peter Tingle, that's terrible. Gold star. Right? <laughs> they, they need to fire that person right away. I, his body sense has always been kind of like a question mark in general throughout all the movies. It's sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. They That's the best really way to do it is to not really, not really acknowledge it. Yeah, only only yeah, when you need I it agree. as a plot device, you just kind of do something with his it. nose or whatever. You bewitched him. Yeah, why are you going to search for holes in a movie about a superhero to get powers yeah. from a spider? Yeah. Come on, guys. They do it spot on and Into the Spider-Verse, by the way. So We don't need answers senses. to every question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the Spider-Man news. Uh, all feature spin-off Spider-Man movies, too, like the Venoms, the Sinister Six. Venom 2 picking up steam. Yeah, Venom 2 is going to be getting made, too, as well, with Tom Hardy. Those are just going to be strictly standalone so they're not going to be connected to the oh, MCU oh really at all. Yeah, can they use any of the characters though well they can use the spin-off characters like those villains but they just can't use tom holland spider-man i don't tom know Spider-Man. i'm pretty sure they can't use um why an not? additional oh, spider-man but why I not just this cut out. a deal cut a 30 70 money box office money deal right. and make it happen yeah i'm cause... not sure because i know they still own the rights to spider-man but they lend them out to the mcu and whatever else and you it know, works great in there, for but... both sony and marvel it yeah. works unbelievable yeah yeah but i think that at DC until they get their stuff in order that's what they should do not don't cross, cross over oh, keep staying in your lane yeah, stay oh, in yeah, your lane don't cross it over and then once you have everything organized and everyone is liking all of your movies then you combine yeah. it maybe drop like an easter egg yeah, here and yeah. there and that's yeah. really subtle about that's it. very yeah. general it doesn't need to see I'll, the face that we can fanboy out about I'll you, it so I'll give you the old man hot take here because this is summer 2019 and actually a lot of the IP stuff is tracking less than what we think it should or what we thought it would be in terms of success right so Toy Story at 120 150 is still below what they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought it would break 200. Godzilla didn't do well. Men in Black didn't do well. A lot of the IPs not uh, obviously X-Men didn't do well. A lot of the IPs not doing as well as we think it is. Maybe it's time for fresh ideas. Can we at least throw that on the table? No, I at absolutely least not. Push my chips in and be like, somebody write something There's no original. There's originality. No, okay, all right. I just thought I'd try. Absolutely not. You know, you know what? I know we love Superman, but how about fucking come up with something new? You know what's hurting the movie industry? It's pirates. They're oh, hurting yeah. the movie. 
yeah, industry. Those bastards, yeah. You wouldn't download a car, would you? So. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd throw it, throw it out there and try. It. I tried. By the way, on Saturday, I go see Paul McCartney for the first time in my life. I'm so stoked about that. And I think on Thursday or Friday night, I will go see Danny Boyle's Yesterday movie. Mm. Okay, which there you go. I am so jacked for. I can't uh-huh. wait for that. Like so. literally jacked. He jacked. has been working out. I have been. He yeah. has Losing steroids weight. in yeah. his arms right well, now. HGH, absolutely. <laughs> Suspended for 80 games in the Major League Baseball. Absolutely. I'm ready. Yeah, I got man. this. <laughs> uh, but I did tweet out a little bit earlier this week. Uh, they released that Spider-Man 4. Not Spider-Man 4, but it was oh, like yes. in the web. I saw that. That, that was a fascinating oh, read. Man. It was an interesting read. And again, missed opportunity there. Why not explore that? Yeah. yeah. I, would I, wouldn't, that. I wouldn't mind seeing Tobey Maguire and other like characters come back. A but... $60 million one. Yeah. It doesn't even have to look that great. Just do something cool. You oh, Tobey Maguire would not. He would. He would. He's, he's, he got, would poker, he's got poker debts. Yeah. But it's funny, though. Spider-Man is doing a lot of multi-universe things. Why not? Why, Why not? not do it? Yeah. yeah. Who's going to complain so. about that? Yeah. People are going to get in line for that thing. I, mean, I would. I would too. <laughs> if you're going to go standalone route, why not just continue the Tobey Maguire kind of franchise? But when you do Spider-Man 4, obviously don't let it just stay did, back in time. Give it a time jump to what they've been doing all these years. I forget. Did James you know? Franco die in Spider-Man 3? It's been a while. Sam Raimi. He could bring Spider-Man. him back somehow. Yeah, I don't bring know him back. how. But I think no, he, he didn't die. He yeah, didn't I don't die. think he died. No, he just got hurt. Did he die? Did he not die? I think he did die. Did he die? Really? I think he did. I, think I know William Defoe did. Yeah, yeah, William Defoe died. But I don't yeah. remember Hobgoblin. I don't remember if he died or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd love Bring to see Goblin? them again. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Bring them all back. But Let's I know it. how they're going to open it up. They're going to open it up with just Tobey Maguire and then just starts dancing. That'll be great. Yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> For the whole hour and a half. <laughs> For the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> At so. least 20 minutes worth. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that's something I would love to see come back. As far as what that means with the whole web and the four, because I think they released where they did a four, a three, and then a two i don't it was like some sort of countdown mm. the, the idea was they're going to do a comic book continuation of what was going to happen oh, with spider-man 4 but i'm not sure at this point i have no idea what it led up to at all so. i mean i'm a sam raimi guy so i i'll i'll watch anything yeah. he does it does like like it's like cameron crow not everything is unbelievable but I, more than not he has interesting takes on stuff so yeah so, he, I mean, was, he was a perfect comic book director. It, it just didn't work out for the third one. For the third one, no. But that you can blame studio interference agree, for yeah. that. And that's what I would <laughs> and do. And I pretty so, much do. And yeah. if you're going to do the fourth one, you got to bring back Sam Raimi. And I, I bet do. he would come back, too. Let me ask yeah. you yeah. this. So, so Zack Snyder takes all that heat for the Justice League stuff. Sam Raimi uh, with the DC uh, reigns, would, would you have watched that? Would that have been oh, good? DC? It's too dark. Yeah, I mean, Maybe too dark for him. But he does Evil Dead. I mean, like he, yeah, he I think does he could, Evil he Dead. He could have married it I mean, together. I think he could do it. I think so too. I mean, he'd have Bruce Campbell in it, but he could do it. So. Why not? <laughs> you gotta have Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell in as there. Lex Luthor. Why yeah. not? DC it. already made it pretty dark with their yeah, yeah. cinematic yeah. universe. Me, I know. <laughs> he'd make so, it good dark. So you know, <laughs> yeah, if they if they make it if they make it better, then I'm I'm fine with it, whatever. <laughs> like you know, I'm never gonna get the light. Lois Lane is still looking for the stupid Kryptonian spear. The Kryptonian spear. She's still down there. She can't find the it. Tonight's fear. So, oh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, with the Batman movie that's coming out, so Catwoman and Penguin, they're going to be the leading villains in this upcoming movie. Uh-huh. But, uh, see, and that was with yeah. Is that so, official? That is, as far as I know, that I is official. That. Yeah. But That's I terrible. Hate it. I Josh Gad will not be the penguin. So okay. he's he's kind of admitted it and confirmed it. Who threw out Jonah Hill? Was that on Twitter? Was that you guys? Was you know, else? honestly, I, that was me that kind of threw it out you? there. I kind of like I, uh, it. Okay I just googled that. actors under five five or under five three, <laughs> and like he was one that came up, and I was like, oh, let me see if there's some concept art already, and there already was concept art of him, and we know he's an actor. He can act. Yeah, he can pull it off. He actually has like some crazy eyes, and I. 
think that would be beneficial. I think it could work. I, I think he could do it. So. I think he could do it. Yeah. And he's charismatic. So like if you went the Batman Returns route where like Oswald Cobblepot runs for office or something like that, he could do both. He could be the crazy villain, but yeah. also the I agree. people I agree. who feel sorry for yeah, him yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Either way, I'd like to see what he could do with it. Good or bad, I want to see how he does it. So I, I, I'm okay with the idea. Like this, It's always fun to talk about who can play these iconic characters, but the reality is why we, we this movie has been made yeah. why are we doing it again mm. especially after it worked so well the first gone. time <laughs> that's that's what i said about x-men dark phoenix we already yeah. watched this movie and it's yeah, a fair point stand, so. that's a fair point you know but I, with this one like you got to think x-men there's been a steady flow and a lot of people you know it's it's hard to really gauge it but a lot of people thought last uh the brett ratner one the last stand wasn't a true version of the phoenix story yeah mm. so this was like the retcon of that and they had the retcon movie with the uh, time Days of Future Past yeah. to kind of reset that. This is like and DC's they messed been, it up again. Yeah, DC's just a <laughs> just a total mess. And now we're gonna go back to the '90s, have a young Batman. I'm gonna see stupid effing parents die again. Hopefully and, we don't. So well, I'm sure I will. <laughs> no, don't be a flashback. Hollywood can't help there themselves. There will be a flashback. And, and now because we have Batman Returns, we're gonna do again. We're gonna have Catwoman and the Penguin. I just I don't get it. But to me, it's like these guys too much time in the boardroom, not enough time like reading comics or or like investigating what people right. really want. So just trying to make the most profitable dollar, thing dollar out there. Bills, yeah. Come on yeah. now. So yeah. uh, my last little bit of movie news is uh, they're gonna be doing the craft reboot. So I read about this a couple different yeah. times and I'm fascinated by it. I actually like that movie. Uh-huh. That's Feruza Balk. And uh, uh, I can't remember who else is in it, but it was a, it was a good movie. It was cute. <laughs> um, from Scream. Um, yeah. Uh, Neff Campbell? No. Neff yeah, Neff Campbell. Yeah, Neff Campbell. Yeah, Neff Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campbell. Yeah. And it was the peak of her career when she was like uh, I don't pretty know about hot. That. <laughs> she, she had some moments. Actually, she did some interesting stuff later on. Neff Campbell? She made an interesting ballerina movie, Neff Campbell, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she and was Feruza Balk was amazing so. in American History X. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And she was in Waterboy. Uh, she's had some good moments. It's <laughs> a solid career. Oh yeah, that's a solid. That's a solid performance in Waterboy. <laughs> Listen, it's, you could do worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when Tyler was telling me about this, I immediately I thought of the Covenant. Yeah, the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those... Which was a straight rip off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just nah, the boys. It's just the boys. Yeah. Make it a boy. And they made a crappy, movie. They made a crappy <laughs> sequel to it. It was right? so bad. Were though. They? I think it was like a straight to DVD. Sequel. Really, yeah, really. It was really. Terrible, I'd have to man. look that up. It was That's terrible. Crazy. <laughs> it had Sebastian Stan in it and uh, Taylor Kitsch. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they were in I it. I don't so. remember that at all. In that. <laughs> I saw it again about maybe like a year and a half ago, and I was just like, "Wow, that's no." I wish I could. I wish I could tell you. Got a lot of free time on your hands. You watch the Covenant. I still can't finish Chernobyl. I mean, I ain't got time for crappy uh, 90s movies. Yeah, not yeah. bad, but not terrible. So, oh, man. All right, guys, that's all I got for movie news. A little bit of movie news today. But you guys got anything else you want to throw in there? No, I don't think so. All right. So today we're doing Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer. So, not my choice. Oh, not my yeah. choice. So this was the power of the pick was Ryan's pick. Oh, so, yeah. boy. This is Pull Ryan's this one out. power of the pick. So, what, what's the temperature in Las Vegas? About a, like oh. a, about a 111? today it's wet and it's hot (laughs) (laughs) oh man so uh ice in my johnny walker is melting awfully fast (laughs) so wet hot american summer is the story of summer camp and how i have absolutely no idea what's going on i can't explain this (laughs) This, movie i really can't it's trope cliches david wayne (laughs) and michael showalter this is what you need to know about this movie now i had seen it i don't remember if i watched it all the way through the first time it came out but i definitely saw it these are the guys from the state 
the state was a great show on MTV. It was like a sketch comedy show yes, yes, in yes. the likeness of mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. And these are the basically the creators of the the show. So what this movie does is it gives you this loose plot of summer camp, but it gives you a lot of just improv nonsense moments. The jokes are so fast. <laughs> they come so effing fast. There's so much effing nonsense. Every three seconds, I'm like, what did she just say? Let me what let... just happened? Why are they in a crack house? Like, what is happening? <laughs> let me let me give you my uh my yeah, right. reaction. What's your reaction? <laughs> summer camp. Woo! Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? I like summer camp movies. Yeah, no, and uh, I, this I'm one gonna... comes in hot and fast, man. So what I was gonna say is, okay, uh, full disclosure. I have not seen this movie before, all right? I haven't. You hadn't seen it? I have not you seen it. You picked a movie. movie you had never seen? Yeah, okay. Wow. This Okay, this podcast is just a reason for me to watch <laughs> movies that I haven't seen that I heard about. And, okay, it was either this or Heavyweights because I wanted to do a summer camp movie. Yeah, My, you know what? I like that movie, actually. It's a cute movie. That's the fat kid camp. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's a really right. good movie. It's a really good movie. Ben Stiller, oh, he goes crazy. It was Dodgeball before Dodgeball. Yeah, do- okay. do- yeah and, exactly. That's a good, that's a good um, way to put it. So shout out to my brother. Me and him have very similar humor and he loved this movie and I know that this movie is a cult classic among people that you know among my friends and people all that. People love the guys from the state. Oh yeah, mean, yeah, they've yeah. done other stuff. David Wayne, yeah, he's yeah. done a lot of things. Role and... Models was very popular. Yes, I, lo- yes. I really like that. That's really like little kids, models, yeah. yeah, they say the F word all every two seconds. <laughs> but <pretty much. laughs> I knew that this was a cult classic movie and I've been wanting to watch it for a long time so it's like, hey, here's my opportunity. Let's do it. <laughs> so Let's roll hey, the yeah. dice. <laughs> and he, he, what, what I found charming about the movie was that there's so many stars in it, right? This oh, came out, yeah, man. Is, so this, many. So oh, my God. Star-studded. Oh, it's star-studded. <laughs> and it even builds on it because they end up doing a sequel and they do like a min- miniseries on uh-huh. Netflix later yeah. on. Oh, yeah, yeah. even more stars as yeah, time goes yeah. on. So let's go over the numbers real quick just so you know what happened here. This movie came out in 2001. So 2001 was a rough year for movies. A lot of good movies came out, but of course, because September 11th, yeah. things got cast aside. Things fell to the wayside. Comedy was not... In everybody's uh-huh. mind at that time, the movie cost five million. It made three hundred thousand. It was uh, uh, in terms wow. of a financial bomb. Yeah. It was rough on the guys from the state. It was rough on David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Uh, so I think um, because of that, it had to be a cult thing. It had to gain steam later on. Yeah. So over yeah. time, people started watching it. And they're like, God, I love Amy Poehler in this. I love Bradley Cooper in this. I love Michael Ian Black in this. This is crazy funny. And then people started talking to the actors, talking to the writers, and that's why the sequels and other stuff came out. So. <laughs> but, you know, it is fascinating, and, and I was a huge fan of the state. The big guy that came out of state was Thomas Lennon. He, ironically, he's not in this movie. He was in Reno 911. He was on The Odd Couple with Matthew Perry. You definitely recognize him. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's not in this, but just about everybody else from the state was in this. I did not know that this was Bradley Cooper's film debut. Yeah, this was yeah. crazy, man. You know what? So. They're my favorite couple in this movie. And he has Him and Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian yeah. Black. They're such oh, a passionate man. couple. Great. What great <laughs> chemistry they have together. <laughs> I think it was during an interview, too, when they asked him what his favorite on-screen kiss was. He said it was with Michael. Michael Ian Black I'm was telling the same. You, man. He said it was they with They got him, great chemistry. So. I'll tell you what. Tube socks with the stripes on top, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strong, strong so, in this no, movie. No, back to the whole budget thing. Apparently, Paul Rudd, he's not even sure if he got paid for this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I was, I was kind of, re- I was reading a little bit of the trivia, but apparently, you know, because the budget was already spread thin enough, and with the financial failure of it in general, that. 
they kind of forgot to pay him. And so he's not he's not entirely <laughs> you know sure, what? though, if he it did, did wonders for his paid. career. Yeah, yeah, yeah he probably went to Anchorman, which was a huge <laughs> stepping stone for him. I wrote, I ranked my characters in order because that's who I am I'm, as the movie critic. I wrote Paul Rudd number one. I said, all star, overacting at its best. Oh, man. He, he, <laughs> looks like, so he looks like no one is directing him to do anything. He just decides <laughs> to take so a weird good. take on every scene. Like, all right. oh, is it action? Okay, let me do a weird take. All right, there it is. <laughs> that Okay, that scene when he's in the cafeteria and then he, he just throws slaps the chair. He just no, he slaps the chair and then he throws all of his food on the ground and then Janine Garofalo is like, you need to pick that up and clean it. His reaction the whole time, they didn't they didn't have to film it. It was like five minutes of him just giving this weird, he, like, the biggest uh, tantrum he, yeah. ever. He kisses the stunning Elizabeth Banks and he's like, you oh, smell yes. like burgers, get away from me. I don't want to kiss you anymore. I don't like you. Oh. It is so good, man. He's just I, great. I, even like the editing in this movie is like really hodgepodge. You know the editing when they throw the kid out of the, uh, oh, the yeah. van? Yeah, yeah. They do it like a couple <laughs> times, right? It's party. just so random. And they First of all, the van's supposed to be over by the river and then they're throwing kids out in the middle of the road. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. They literally throw a kid out of a movie van. There, there's, there's some quiet genius to this movie that I love. I, uh, you know, I love, I, I write a movie blog and pro- I always a big, huge Bill Simmons guy and th- these guys uh, made their their uh, druthers writing with the timestamp. So they uh-huh. would do these articles about certain things like timestamp, NBA draft lottery, my emotions at this time, at this time, at this time. This movie, and I love that was transferred to film, right? Like The Martian does timestamping. A lot of movies do that timestamp and it works really well. This movie does timestamps that make no fucking sense. <laughs> the fucking times make no sense. It's like they went to the town for an hour, uh, became oh. drug addicts, uh, went <laughs> Okay. And then, like, it's been five minutes. How many timestamp comes up? They did that weed. serves no yeah. purpose. It was they show it like twelve times. Those timestamps <laughs> serve no purpose whatsoever. Oh man! But it's charming. I ended up liking it by oh, the end. Yeah. But when they go I was into like, wait, town, what time is it? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> when they go into town and then they rob that old it woman. Builds. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's so genius. Good. Yeah, it is good. It all is right. good. I, I love the absurdist humor in this. It's just all over the place, <laughs> and it's funny because we talk about how random it is. I'm glad that they have that voiceover, that guy that's on the radio. What is that kid's name? Oh, Beeswax? Or yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Beekeeper, the beekeeper. Yeah. He's not even live, which yeah, is Yeah, he's beautiful. not even live. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. The kid they finally get to take a shower. But Just like us. They needed, they <laughs> you needed take a shower, him. You take a shower, you're covered in dirt. You they, gotta take a shower. They today. needed him just for that first couple of minutes just to lay down the premise of the entire <laughs> movie. Let me ask you this, because I know, and, and I'm going to go back, that I, I relatively enjoyed this movie, so I want to see the Netflix miniseries, and I want to see the sequel, which yeah. is 10 years later, because they talk about 10 years later in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they build up to it, right? 9.30, I got something to do at 11. So I got to be out by 11. Well, you're going to have something. I can't change my plans. I got to be out by 11. <laughs> you back twice already. <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't it make you uncomfortable that even back in 2001, these guys were probably like 29, 30, mm-hmm. and they're wearing tube socks and like uh, tank tops, and, and they're hanging out with all these little <laughs> yeah, kids. No, it's, Molly it's Shannon hilarious. falls in love with like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. And they're gonna get, yeah. Like, there's a lot of uncomfortableness <laughs> in, yeah. in here that I'm not sure I totally was okay with. You know, with. Nick, I agree with you with the type of humor. It was a little cringy, yeah. With the type of humor and the type of jokes that they were making around these yeah, eight just and ten-year-old kids, I'm like, oh. You think about you think about role models, which came out seven years later, and it took a lot of heat for the kids that were cussing so much in yeah. that movie. Yeah, Sean Austin and uh, Paul Rudd, right? 
uh-huh. and I remember the heat that it took for being rated R and like there were these kids being abused because they were made to cuss so much. I thought it was genius, mm. but this is seven years prior to that. So I assume one of the reasons it didn't do well was people weren't ready for this. <laughs> but people were not ready for this <laughs> okay. type of humor. This movie came out in 2001. Correct. And I have to say that these kid actors, the lines that they're delivering, they're great. They're, they're pretty awesome. solid. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty do, solid. They do like, kid, the kids at the table with Molly Shannon yeah, giving yeah, her therapy. Exactly. So like rubbing her shoulders and it's just or, or, it's just, or we, we only have one brown crayon and there's like a bunch of markers yeah, yeah, I have 150 markers and we oh have one crayon goodness. and she's like just please don't don't belittle me you at the table. Right now. Like, or, or would Paul Rudd when he's watching over the kids while they're in the, the dock kid drowns. Yeah, the kid that kid drowns. Yeah. he doesn't come back up we never see him again so. or he like he says oh. although it was Elizabeth Banks I mean yeah. you, gotta, yeah. you gotta make life's about choices consequences and how they kiss it's so over the top and terrible this is my dream or this is my journal yeah. it's only for three people no he says journal oh it's journal this is my journal I'm not one of these smart people yeah. <laughs> but it, so in 2001 I don't know of a lot of kid actors that were really good I think that they did a solid job in this movie maybe so yeah I'm not gonna argue with that I mean it was funny so. yeah it's <laughs> not it like yeah. I, I swear there's no rhyme or reason to any of it oh, so yeah, yeah. when we say it was Sh- uh, Michael Showalter and David Wayne writing this this is a lot of improv mm. I mean what? it probably is like 5,000 <laughs> takes of every scene oh, in yeah. this movie so uh what was your guys' favorite improv scene because there's a bunch of them. I know there's the one where... Uh, the one that's most impactful for me is when David Hyde Pierce, which at this time, because I watched Frasier when I was when I was in high school, when he says, um, uh, fuck my cock. <laughs> he says, fuck my cock, and he's talking about the Skylab thing. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> that's it's, amazing. Uh, it's so weird that he's in this, too. It's yeah. so I was like, Is that the guy from Frasier? And he's got like the chest hair coming out yeah, and the yeah. really weird short shorts. So, and I don't know what's up with those shoes. He has like the elf shoes on it doesn't but make that any sense. intro between him and janine garotolo <laughs> when she's obviously into him and trying to get him to the camp and he's like no i don't want to go right? it's, it's like really it's aggressive so good yeah it's really odd uh, i would say uh two of my favorite improv scenes have got to be the one when they're looking for the uh they're looking for the guy who who crashed the van. Yeah. And they're just like, it's coming from the nursery. And they go in there and just tearing everything yeah. apart. Like, where he is throws, he? He throws, like, the thing at the yeah, wall. Just breaking everything and yelling and screaming. There's an amazing moment where that kid, that same character, and that guy's from the state, I forget his name, um, but really he's on the motorcycle, right? And when he pulls in to get off the motorcycle, <laughs> it's a totally different guy on the motorcycle with, like, a weird mullet haircut. Yeah. And then they cut away, and then they cut back, and it's that guy again. Yeah, man. And they don't oh, even try. They're not so even trying that. to hide it. They just it's, let it go. That, it, what's his name? He's Joe. From? So uh, Joe Lo Trugulo. Yeah, he was in Rito Nine Nine. Yeah, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and Superbad. And yeah. then Ken Marino. He was the guy who was running. Ken Marino's from the state too. His intense. His Jerry Curl, by the way, amazing Jerry Curl. Even him. Remember when he's all when he's trying to get the Lady Aubrey or whatever to sleep with him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He runs back. He's got all the blood and dirt on his face. Then he goes and saves the kid. They don't show it. Yeah. He saves the kid, and then the next scene, he's perfectly. Like, yeah, he's clearly clean and dry. Dry, no problems. But there's so He's holding many... something in his hand that he presumably used to save the kids. There's... We have no idea what it is or what it's for. The kids stay in place as they're in danger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just like, but it's such a quotable movie. There's so many scenes it's... that I'm like, oh my goodness. That's that's so good. It's, it's actually a blessing and a curse with this movie because I, I, I'm going to, we don't want to spoil the rating system here. Like I spoiled La La Land. Yeah. But what I would say is like the jokes come so hard and so fast. It's That is amazing. And it's entertaining. It reminds me of Veep a little bit on HBO. There's so much coming at you, so much. You can't process it all. But what happens is, like, 
you don't have a good story because the jokes are coming so far and so fast. They're not even really trying there. Yeah, yeah. It's and I would have liked just about a little the story. bit more, maybe a little more storyboard, a little bit and more. And it's every like, plot story, yeah. every story possible you could do with the camp. Yeah, it's they all do over. it. They do yeah, it. It's all so. over. I, now you may disagree with me, but I was watching this and I was like, oh, it's like a, it's a comedy pulp fiction. Like all these different lines are going out and spreading out, and they converge into this talent show that happens at the end. It's almost like they did a, like a, an improv group and they did this like as part of one of their classes yeah, and they're like yeah. let's just make a movie out of that that was really <laughs> funny let's do it oh man <laughs> I thought number two I had was Chris Maloney uh, oh yes he's yes. so good oh, and his evolution yeah. is amazing the training we'll montage the yeah, yeah. With, uh, Michael, uh, <laughs> and then when he actually Showalter, does hump the fridge <laughs> he does it's amazing he gets it's like into a slow it thing right <laughs> and, and, and then the soup can or the mixed vegetable can yeah. which is John H. Benjamin yeah. yeah from Archer and stuff that's yeah. amazing yeah and I think like what happens is he when he evolves into like training Michael Showalter and if you look at him in the last couple scenes of the movie his outfit's different yeah, he's got yeah. like the, uh, the windbreaker yeah, yeah. with the no <laughs> buttons and he's all cool with the shades but I so as I was watching this movie I was looking at all the stars I was like man who else is in here because I once it's I, hard to overshadow yeah, like Amy Poehler yeah. she gets overshadowed yeah. and it's that's amazing you but know? When, when I saw what is this Christopher Maloney yeah, when yeah, I saw him I was like yeah. who else is in here so I was going through it you know what I like him in he was in the first Ninja Turtle he was Casey Jones he was the first <laughs> Casey's yes. live action oh, yeah. yeah. And he was great in it. He was really good at it. That's great. But uh, I was like. <laughs> Tangents um, for life. Who was the guy that played the vegetable, the can of vegetables? That's, Johnny uh, Benjamin. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, Bob's yeah. Burgers and Archer. Yes, yes. So when and the say, Arby's commercials lately. Yeah. So when they say that he plays Sponsored a can of vegetables, I was like, what? <laughs> what is this all about? And then I saw the scene. I was like, oh, man, this is so off the wall random. But. But I, it works. Yeah, no. It's, He's and, like, I can suck my own dick. I do it all the yeah. time. <laughs> Be honest with yourself. <laughs> so when I was watching this movie, there was a lot of moments that were very random and a lot of jokes that were kind of off the wall. But it didn't really seem to jump the shark until they introduced that whole plot about the net, the, the Skylab, the, the Skylab yeah. uh, satellite. Once yeah, they, probably, well, I don't know. I'm not no, sure. Once they were introduced, when that, they go then to it town is when they kind of jump the shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it goes off the deep end. And then, <laughs> no, but even, even with them going into town, they're like, okay, they're doing things. You know, these are within the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I suppose. But then all of a sudden, now there's a satellite that's broken off a piece. You know the fascinating and thing this about guy that has magical powers that can shoot yeah, the, wind the everywhere. The fascinating thing about that is they don't even resolve that correctly because the alien guy is supposed to be directing it to fall in the right spot, but also David Hyde Pierce had supposedly with the D&D dice that, guy. What's like, that? Really I don't know how those things correlate. Like, I'm not sure what's going on there. Because I just And he's saw wearing it. like loofah gloves for some weird reason, like exfoliating gloves. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. No, I just thought it was just random and they had to bring in the, I'll tell you uh, what, the dungeon the, master. The, yeah. the one set piece they spent that $5 million budget on that Skylab uh, satellite looked pretty cool. <laughs> For that and one they walked bit. by it again at the end. They cut to it at the end as yeah, kids walked yeah. by it, which is pretty cool. Oh, oh and in the end when he's like, oh, I finally got the award. What was it? The, the, uh, uh, Hopkins. Yes. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. It looks like a bowling trophy. Yeah, it's for a one. bowling trophy. And I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> and he says he's going to work for NASA. Where, where did the $5 million budget go exactly? That's what I want to know. Crashing the van? How much is that? So 30 grand? Oh, God. <laughs> Apparently, when they were filming at the, uh, the the camp, they told the owners of the camp this was a family-friendly yeah, movie. Yeah. And then when <laughs> they sure saw they it, they were appalled oh, by man. it. Oh, so. man. It's so hilarious. <laughs> you know, the, the movie is set in 1981, and like 
there are like subtle hints of that with obviously the jean shorts and stuff, but I didn't feel like it was it was like over it, it didn't look like 1981 to me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't supposed to look like anything. I don't know about how does this movie even get made. Like, uh, I want to know what the thought. If there was a script, was there ah. a script? Was it just 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 do whatever you got to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, honestly, God. I people just... people love the state. People like these guys. Michael, yeah, Ian, yeah. these guys have been around for a long time. Obviously, Michael Ian Black's got a podcast that's very good. Yeah, yeah. He's written a bunch of different stuff. A lot of stand up. Michael really Showalter uh, made a movie called The Baxter. If you guys had never seen it, indie mm. movie around two thousand eight ish. I want to say two thousand nine ish. Very very smart. Uh, obviously role models and they've done some other TV work also. So these guys have been around in Hollywood for a while. This was like, Oh, you did the state. It was popular. I think it only lasted two years. Here's 5 million bucks. Go do what you want. And this is what they gave you. <laughs> they gave you wet, hot American summer. Just utter nonsense. Yeah. A hundred jokes a minute. And this movie, honestly, within this podcast, it's just going to sound like me gushing over these scenes that I just really thought were hilarious. But, uh, being an audiophile, like doing the podcast and stuff and listening to a lot of music and sound effects, that's that's my life, basically. Which we appreciate. Yeah. Thanks and, for making us sound cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we know it's not easy. One thing, I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's two, uh, there's probably more, but there's two sound effects that they kept on reusing over and over again. And it was the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was the pot smashing. Okay. Like, they just reused <laughs> that whenever they got a chance. Like they throw something off screen, pot smash. <laughs> if a kid is going to be thrown into the lake or grown out of the van Wilhelm screams they just kept on using it I thought it was so funny <laughs> god yeah it really feels like kind of a really fancy college movie like a college film student is just like I'm gonna do literally whatever comes <laughs> it to it my mind it feels like an like, improv thesis or something yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, this is my final thesis for my improv class and this is what I need to do to pass <laughs> now, we spent all five million bucks on a massive party but you know what the genius of it is the beauty of it is that they got so many talented people to show up and just be like yeah just do whatever you want yeah. just whatever <laughs> we think this is what's happening do whatever you want. <laughs> and they Garofalo, all came back didn't they I think so I think just about all of them as far as I know uh, Janine Garofalo plays like straight man basically in this movie yeah, it, yeah kind of you know what I mean it's kind she of she does take a crack she yeah. does yeah well you know. a woman. Listen, we don't get to go to town a lot Ryan so you know when we go there we enjoy it yeah. we're only there for an hour so <laughs> time stamp it, it's just so good oh man uh, <laughs> I like the little improv scene where uh What's her name? Gina, the the camp director. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, where she's naming the names. If you have, if you're leaving for Boston, yeah, and, she's just, <laughs> and, just and you can tell names. on her look, on her face, she's just like, um, and uh, she's just going. Okay, into let's talk it. about let's talk about the talent show. It's one of my favorite moments in this movie because uh, I'm watching it and I'm trying to like process what's happening uh -huh. is the talent show the reactions from the crowd as things are happening it was like the kid comes out with the broom and they're so supportive right oh yeah and then oh, they yeah. do they do like the one that Amy Poehler and Bradley Cooper speed spent, right yeah, and yeah. They, they're like in, the, the tears are coming out of their eyes yeah. and then the, it ends and they're like boo they suck <laughs> like th there's no rhyme or reason to it's any so of it it's so good man it's just hilarious okay so the it's it's a pretty raunchy comedy there's a it's not that I thought it would be Raunchier. It's actually I don't know, like the, the language. Like Fast Times at Richmond High, raunchier. Yeah, okay. A better right. movie and raunchier. But and that's what you want, I think, in a movie like that. This one, because it's so nonsensical, I think it takes away from some of the raunchiness. Mm. Like you get the they get the bikinis and stuff like that, but it's not really that bad. I don't know how to evaluate but, this movie. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah, you're right. There really is no way. I don't know. I just like looking at the vulgarity and the subject matter and all the things like <laughs> the kisses and, and the dry humping and all that stuff. It seemed very raunchy. And I compare it to or I look at movies like um, 
fuck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> Skylab's gonna crash in 90 minutes. 90 minutes? That's only one mixtape. No. Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I look at movies like American Pie or uh, Hot... Uh, what is so that? American hot Pie tubs, more structure. Hot, hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay, Hot Tub Time Machine's a better um, comparison. American Pie, structure. Or, or Beer so, Fest. Is that... A, like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Beer so, fest, yeah. I, the I, National I, Lampoon movies is kind of where, you know, it's kind of in the family. So I, I'm comparing it to that, but I am more drawn to this movie than those other movies. Movies. Because I, you, I, you know why? Probably because you like the lack of structure. You're drawn to the lack of structure. <laughs> You're okay with just like the uh, training montage with Chris Maloney and Michael, <laughs> Michael Showalter, just like for some reason. Then he shows up to get the girl, and he just like he has like a headband on and wristbands, and he's uh-huh. just like, "What's up, baby?" <laughs> so this movie is really. And by just... the way, another movie, La La Land, where they don't end up together, which is what I love it. Oh, Genius, yeah, 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 it's it's like that guy is just really hot. hot. I just want to, you know, yeah, just tell me all the movies. Life, they I just want to have together. good sex. I just, I, I just can't hang with it. <laughs> uh, this movie is truly one of a kind. The only thing it kind of resembles a little bit is like interdimensional cable on Rick and Morty. Mm, that's the yeah, yeah, Rick and Morty thing I can really yeah, relate it to. I can see that. Because well, when those guys do that, they get drunk. Improv. And, yeah, 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 that is legit improv. There's <laughs> two brothers. Just it's two <laughs> brothers and there's so two brothers. So we've had... <laughs> this guy we've versus had. car. I mean, wouldn't the car always win? I, <laughs> I've, been watching, <laughs> I've been watching Saturday Night Live for at least, it's got to be somewhere like 25 years, maybe longer. I don't, I'm not sure. I've been watching it for a long, long time time even when it's bad i still watch it i've been with it for a long time well you're a saint nick so well i'm just saying like i there's room in my life for improv i really enjoy it and i think it's really difficult to do so i like sketch comedy i agree i like improv i love the state i watched every episode when it came out i love the copy the coffee sketch um and then i was okay with stuff like mad tv some of the lighter ones that weren't quite as good like Uh that so i think you know there's room for this in my life Mm. i want some more of this improv goofy off the wall type stuff i like it so. yeah yeah no i agree man. maybe this one isn't my favorite of that but i do like these guys quite a bit this is one of a kind so. yeah, yeah it's, it's I mean, right up my alley i'm glad i picked it it's it's entertaining and it's really <laughs> but I, all right i would be remiss if i don't bring up keith stack the class b dm <laughs> dungeon master oh yeah oh, uh-huh. i knew yeah, it was yeah. coming i yeah. was waiting for you to bring yeah. it up yeah. If you're if you're worth your weight in guildings, is that what it is? Yeah. You always have a twenty sided die. <laughs> yeah. So explain to us what that means, Dragon Questicles. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to go into it. If you no, want to know, know about it, <laughs> you go see know. the Dragon, Dragon Questicles. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I will well say well that any any D and D player, he's the dungeon master, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a twenty sided die. You need a set of seven dice. Is that a real thing? A twenty sided die? Yeah. yeah that's a lot of numbers yeah. on a on a die. It's only twenty. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seems like a lot. It's to replicate randomness. Oh, is that what it is? All right. I got to get a piece of paper and a pencil for that. That's a lot of work. But (laughs) Keith, if you are a class B dungeon master, I tip my hat to you. (laughs) He's uh, he's 35 now, just for the record. (laughs) And he's still living in his parents' house. Living the dream. Hey, show up for Dragon Questicles. Send send us something. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you guys have anything more you want to add on this movie? Mm -hmm. It's just too good. It's so... It's you know what it's on Netflix for free. It's it's well worth a watch. If you got ninety minutes, you want uplifting. This is it. Yeah, it's yeah. not long. It's not long at all. I would say if David Wayne and Michael Showalter weren't super talented, super charismatic, and didn't have fun ideas, they would not have gotten this talent mm. together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So credit to them to bring all these crazy people. So many of them who weren't famous at the time, who are now super super famous. Yeah. Uh, together to actually get. 
something like this made. <laughs> so it lives on partly because of the star power and partly because of the nonsense cult yeah. humor, right? <laughs> so I will be there to watch the rest of it. I'm going to invest in the sequel and the miniseries. Mm. Okay, yeah, I want to check out the series. I want to check it out. I want to check out 10 years it's later. It's got to be after Chernobyl. It's going to be after Big Little Lies, but I will get to it. Very I, interesting. I, Tyler and I were going over the, the critic reviews and stuff. And yeah, we didn't talk about it. We always bring it up. And oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. 36% by critics. Yes, it's yes. It's 76 by audience. Yeah, and it's a pretty huge gap. That's a huge gap. So we were, Tyler and I were wondering. What do we make of that? Where Nick was going to land among that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say there's two things, right? What I love about it is the speed, the sheer speed the jokes come at you. But what I don't like about it is the utter lack of structure. Like, I do need a little bit of structure. You got to give me something. <laughs> the fucking Skylab thing and David Hyde Pierce, like it was just nonsense. Some of it was so nonsense. Like I had I had no choice but to roll my eyes. But I, for the most part, I, I was enjoying it. You know, you know what I would say? It's an hour and a half, right? About what, what hour 37? Yeah, yeah, it's hour 37. So it's a pretty yeah. short, clean movie. But do you think it works better as like an hour sketch where like it's one hour episode of The State or something like that? And then they go back into individual sketches for the next um, episode. I don't know what the series. That's what the I have a feeling. That's, the I, that's why I want to watch the series is. because yeah, I think but... the series is little one-hour segments of it, or maybe yeah. it'd be half hour. I don't know. It's on Netflix, um, so I want to see how that plays versus the hour and a half movie length. Yeah, because it does get a little tired at points. You know, there are points where it's just like. Yeah, all right, so you spent five million bucks on it. Doesn't look like it, and it's really fucking weird. So what's going Paul on? Paul Rudd here? didn't get paid. Like, <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd's not getting paid. <laughs> the crowd is making these weird gestures. I don't know what's happening. The tears are fake. I, I just can't understand what's happening. Oh god, can can we spend like thirty seconds to say our favorite quotes from this movie? Because I got a couple of them. The, the quotable <laughs> lines are yeah, they're good. They're gold. Uh, in the very beginning, he's like, "I want you inside of me." Like, yeah. <laughs> what was that? First of all, it's a guy saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a guy. A guy <laughs> it makes no sense. So my friend, I, I didn't know where his where he got it from, but he would say this anytime he's like eating something that he really likes, like a burrito or something. He's like, I want you inside of me. <laughs> um, another one. I love sluts. It, it just yeah. it just has to be the right slut. <laughs> like what? Oh or when she's going into the town and the assistant director is like, I need lube. For my vagina. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like that one. But nothing is oh, better man. than Oh Fuck My Cock. But that was a good oh, one too. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so I have to watch it again to look for a really good quote. But I want I you actually inside like, me. It's a it's, good it's, one. It's a really fast one. But I like it when she says, it sucks dick. We never got to know each other. You yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is just a, a really uh, clever line. <laughs> oh, speaking of, apparently uh, one, of the, the, one of the directors that's based off a real life experience he had where he was uh, he was a camp counselor and he had to go take these kids somewhere overnight to go camping, but he wanted to go make out with this chick. <laughs> so, he decided, so he decided wow. to take the van and to just and go there it? and back. And he said he was about a mile or two miles out from the side of the camp and he just went straight into a tree. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> yeah. and then apropos of nothing, that's what happens. He just goes, wah, and then he yeah. hits a tree. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's yeah. so hilarious. He's singing, uh, what is he singing? He's singing like the Eagles or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, God. In the morning when I rise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, it's true i'm gonna hump the fridge what you may not also know is i own a bottle of dick cream i fondle my sweaters and i often smear mud on my ass oh, man, yeah. <laughs> why not you know why not it's just great oh. writing you know oh God. what about when she pulls the flannel Oh yeah, you know what? I, I thought that was a sweet I'm moment. Kind of I actually <laughs> found that moment. Oh yeah, and as, <laughs> as somebody from the East Coast, those flannel shirts are a expensive, and b if you really like a girl, you give her your flannel. It was a touching moment. 
Oh, uh, it, it's definitely all over the place. And I literally learned who thought <laughs> of these scenes. Yes, I get it there that there is improv, but you need to set them up and put them in a scenario where they can come up with these scenes. It's, who thought of that? <laughs> I think it's fine the way it is. It's just... <laughs> It's just clever. So, uh, so that's where my priorities are right now: sex, specifically with Andy, and not with you. This is a great way to break up with somebody. <laughs> we had a great night, but oh, you know, man. it's not, it's not working. You're really nice, and everybody knows that. But <laughs> or, or I can suck my own dick, and I do it a lot. <laughs> Hashtag can of vegetables. <laughs> or when she's she's talking to him and they don't they realize he's like, who's your favorite physicist? Or was it? Physicist? Yeah, right. Yeah. Physicist. Who's your yeah, physicist? Astrophysicist. Yeah. Astrophysicist. And she's like, uh, what time is it? And then he looks, he looks up at the, the sun. He's like, about nine thirty. He's like, oh, I'm late. <laughs> she just rushes away. You know away. what? I gotta say, this movie reminds me that David Hyde Pierce did not have the career that he should have had. He was unbelievable as Niles on Frasier. He could have done other things. Where's his like Cinemax show? He was in Hellboy. Yeah, it was okay, but he, he needed. He, he didn't take a more. credit. He was Sideshow yeah, Bob. No, no, he was Sideshow Mel. He was Sideshow Mel. He needs like oh, a yeah. he needs like a horror movie. He needs like a, a mini series on Showtime, like Kelsey Grammer got. Yeah. As like the mayor of a corrupt city. Let's get some more David Hyde Pierce in my life. It's yeah, no, amazing. I, I would good. like to see more of him. Yes. Yeah, and who knew the chest hair was that profound? It looks good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go that far. Oh man, it's so good. The sex scene with Bradley Cooper and Michael Ian. Oh Fly. yeah, and, and just yeah, how they keep on moving. We, we talk about this on Talking Flick, right? This movie is not one that we're going to get in the weeds on, but the filter on the camera changes during the sex scene, which is amazing. It's like all glossy. And, and <laughs> in any other movie, in any other movie, they would have given it like three seconds and then uh, cut it. got a good... It, it goes was on a good, like, 90 seconds. seconds yeah. Yeah. Tube socks. I it mean, was it hilarious. was... Yeah, you get in the weeds there. And oh, 2001, man. credit for them for putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, they like, really... Yeah, <laughs> they really just go for it, man. There's nothing wrong with that. broke back mountain, so... It's been almost progressive. And credit, the state was big on doing stuff like that too I, I don't remember all the sketches but they were amazing at that and, and then the, the the friends it was like we got something for you too it's a chaise lounge oh. where do you want it from crane barrel yeah, it was such a lovely barrel. gift you know yeah. and then again it was like timestamp five minutes later <laughs> like how did oh, they get man. that from fucking crane so barrel so good so good why don't we just we'll close it up we'll oh, give God. us our ratings it's, oh man there's not much that can be said about Dude, it anymore it was a good palate oh. cleansing movie I, I give it a lot of credit I, I like i said i like improv i want this stuff in my life so oh god for ra- oh, what do you guys want to give it for rating i have no idea right. what to get i mean i don't want to feel... go first let's producer oh, ryan you go man. first okay yeah, you my choice. First, yeah. uh, Tell us what you got. So th- again, this is the first time. Yeah, I, I assume you're going to say this is better than my best we- friend's wedding, which is incorrect. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> I understand. It definitely. Is. <laughs> again, Elizabeth Banks or Nebula? Let's uh, let's pick Elizabeth a fight. Elizabeth Banks. She's really she's hot in this. this. Yes. Oh man, she's yeah. so good. With a great, great rainbow Oh yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> and that was a good scene too. That it was just slowly going all over her face. Like each time they cut away and exactly. went back to her, there was oh, more so like, rip sauce on her face. And then the look on Paul Rudd's face is like, ugh. ugh. I'm thinking so like, exaggerated. I'm thinking so like, great. I'm down. It doesn't bother me. Let's get in there. For the audience members out there, I'm gushing over this movie. If you haven't seen this movie yet or you, it's been a long time since you've seen it, watch it again. Do yourself a favor. You need to. Do, listen, do I yourself. I know, I, I know I'm the old man on the show and our audience skews fairly young, but the state. What? There's only yeah, two seasons. Yeah. This show was fucking genius. These guys were amazing. I would say The State, Whitest Kids You Know. Kids in the Hall. And all still Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday I mean, the one yeah, that yeah. really started it all. So. Uh, but uh, shout outs again to my brother. He was honestly the person that kind of brought it into my radar. And I love it just as much as he loves it. I'm going to have to give it 
eight sticks of gum that lead into makeout sessions. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking high. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was God. just, you know, I, I must agree with you, Nick, that I do like the randomness and that it doesn't need to have this strong structure of a story. What really makes this movie is that it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah, and these comedians, these improv artists. That's why the breakup with to... the girl at the end works so well. Yeah, it's just another <laughs> kick in the dick. They're yeah. just <laughs> able to do whatever they want, and I really do like that. And I know I'm a stickler about story and structure at times, but for this movie, they go hard into the improv, and I'm fine with it. You know, and I'm, I'll go second. I, I And I agree. Like, it's, it's two things at the same time. We talked about it with a, a lot of movies uh, where, like, two critics can have two different takes. They're both true, right? It's not mutually exclusive. So I think that um, this movie, I, what I love is the improv, and I love, again, the sheer speed and amount of shit they throw at you. is so fucking fast. They're so... I can't even I haven't stopped, I stopped laughing at David Hyde Pierce's line before the next one comes and I'm like wait what the fuck did that kid say like it's just it's non-effing stop but the structure and what I really didn't like about it was like they spent five million bucks it could have looked a little bit better yeah. the editing could have been a little bit better the soundtrack like it was okay but I could have used one or two more everything was songs. on purpose like- yeah I know I know it's done on purpose so what, what I think that does is that the sheer amount of chaos with it makes it a really fun watch but what it does not make it is super rewatchable and you know, as my rating system is all about the rewatchability uh-huh. of these movies for the most part, to transcend that, you really got to do something incredible. Schindler's List, 127 Hours. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a soft six, maybe six mixed canned, uh, mixed vegetable cans <laughs> that can suck their own dick. So I'll give it six of those. And, I, and I'll say I highly recommend it. You should watch it at least once in your life, but you're probably not going to revisit it too much after that. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind rewatching it. So. Oh, we'll God, find no. out. You know what, what I'm interested to find out? Again, I saw it a long time ago. Uh, and I don't remember if I saw the whole thing because uh-huh. I don't remember the ending at all. And I saw it again <laughs> because of this podcast. Thank you so much, Talking Flick. Uh, so what we'll find is like Anchorman, the first time I saw it, I didn't quote it a lot. And then like two years later, I watched it again and I fucking quoted it nonstop. <laughs> so maybe this movie has that same life, but it's we'll have to let it. With you. Yeah, let's yeah. see how it sits with me. I like to while. see you at work and you're like, fuck my dick. I'm going <laughs> to say that. I'm going to say that every day now. Every day I'm going to say that. We got the VP coming in this week. I'm going to say it all over and over again. <laughs> every this time movie- he points out, you guys aren't doing this right. Fuck my cock. Jesus Christ. This movie's inside of you, all right? So I want to be inside you. What's that? Nothing. 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 God, I don't know what to rate this movie. I mean, it's in its own special little category of just improv. I'll give it eight naked Bradley Coopers. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's pretty Do solid, we like so. Bradley Cooper with or without the facial hair? I, I forgot. No, that he, was, he, looks, he was in he Wedding Crashers. Good. Remember he his character in Wedding really Crashers? Yes. He had that same kind of douchey look. I kind of like it. I yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a like a, like a dick. You know, and it's very little interaction between him and um, uh, Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler. But they're so good together. When he does like the dancing and he's like cheering on his group. His little yeah, yeah. By the way, the little girl who sings the Godspell song Amazing. Great. Incredible yeah. voice. <laughs> Terrible. And, and, and otherwise, and again, like, she sings almost Balance the whole the fucking song in this movie. She, say, she almost sings the whole song in a movie that is about utter nonsense. <laughs> they actually played a whole Godspell song. Like, just for the theater kids. Just for them, they get that moment. Pretty amazing. I love it. I love oh, it. Like God. a big middle finger to just everyone. Just a hodgepodge of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll move on to our next segment. Uh, recommendations. Anything you watch, mm. listen to. I'm exhausted. I know. Uh, over the week that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend 
Well, there's a few things. So I actually saw a movie not related to the podcast because nobody uh-huh. picked it. I can't imagine why. I saw Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You know all right, all right. I liked it quite a bit. Okay. I gave it the same rating I gave Wet Hot American Summer. I gave it a six. It's up on the blog, realwatchability.com. All right, all right. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of clever for a, for a kid's movie that you can also watch as adults. It's not too long. It has this cute little mystery story, and the ending is very, very sweet. Now, are, okay. you, are you a fan of Pokemon? I am not. I don't give a shit about it. Oh, okay. All so, right. So, hashtag yeah. hitched on a half dome. Sam, the bride from last week. Week's wedding. She is a Pokemon Go like freak. She you said it again. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Poke- Pokemon. What, what the fuck is it called? I don't know. Pokemon. Whatever. But she plays that thing on her phone incessantly. Uh, Every okay. Pokemon's All a right. Pikachu. Is that, is that <laughs> a Pikachu? I don't know nothing about it. But to my credit, I still enjoyed that movie. Okay. Even though I don't know All, right. About it. All right. All right. That's pretty so, good. That I definitely recommend. Oh, yeah. Of course, and, I'm still watching Chernobyl. Also. Mm. Oh, okay. Very and good. Big Little Lies, which is just beautiful television uh-huh. making. Just beautiful TV. Nice. Uh, for myself, you already know that I don't get to watch a lot of TV shows and movies and stuff. But what I do get to do is listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of audio, listen to a lot of music. We love our podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And um, I tend to bring up a lot of artists. This one artist, I really have gotten super into him. Oliver Tree. If you haven't heard him, if you haven't checked him That's out. That's new. Do you need Who was a, the guy before? Uh, 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 Post Malone, Joji, uh, Elmer Bapo. Bapo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check, I did listen to Bapo. some of that. Yeah. I thought he was very very, very good. Very yeah, man. Uh, and then again, all the people that I'm saying, you can find them on Spotify. But if you haven't checked out Oliver Tree, oh man, do yourself a favor, check him out. And the more that I learn about him, the more I want to listen to his music. Well, give us uh, what's what kind of music are we talking about? Okay, it's, it's kind of like all over give the place. A comp he, has some... a, he has a little bit of like this 80s feel, but mixed like with like some a Bruno Mars kind uh, of vibe, mixed with some punk rock and mixed uh, with some right. some hip hop. And this is it, interesting. It's kind mm-hmm. of all over over the place but when you see him you're gonna be like this guy makes good music he makes good music on youtube there's a uh, behind the scenes video it's like 35 minutes long it's how he made a one million dollar music video it's for the music video hurt my personal favorite is alien boy that's a banger man that song slaps check it out alien but, boy yeah just check him out, and I'm betting that you're gonna enjoy his stuff. Mm. Hurt's a good song, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt's a very song. It's- Hurt is the one million dollar yeah. music video. <laughs> yeah, so that one feels more alternative, and but it does. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah, a little bit of yeah. alternative. It's kind of all over. It's a huge spectrum. That uh-huh. you guys are responsible for Post Malone being on my iPod now. So oh, okay. hey. I will take this to heart because I'm an old man and I don't hear about these young kids. So I'll take it to heart and give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, man, Alien Boy. That album, legit. So I was able to squeeze in two extra movies this week. So the two first, movies, yeah, I like it. I'm so interested the, now. The first one I watched was Black Klansman on I loved it on HBO. Mm. Here's you know, the thing, I, uh-huh. I, and I hate to be the guy who cuts you off and say tangents for life, but that movie is so close to being Spike Lee's opus, to being his best film ever made. Really? Uh-huh. As much as I like Malcolm X, He Got Game, uh, Do the Right Thing, a lot of these, he's made a lot of great movies. It's 15 minutes too long. Uh-huh. The mm. ending really just is. A little bit much for that movie. Yeah, but everything up until that is fucking incredible. I mm. I would say with that movie, I the Charlottesville stuff I at the end. Were it. you okay with that? I mean, the footage. So because I saw it at a movie theater and uh-huh. like it felt so out yeah, of place. It was the probably first time. very quiet. Even though I respect yeah. what he's trying to say there, mm-hmm. I was like, this is not in line so, with what I just saw. Yeah. And, and then the scene with the cops at the end, right? Which also felt like, why'd you put that in there? You yeah, say, you know, that's so not necessary. My, I didn't, I didn't love it as much as I know, like a lot of people did. 
I mean, I can't really give it a rating. I did buy the book on Amazon, though. It was the last one because I want to read the book because apparently the book is actually more in line. I would be interested in reading that book also. What happened in that case? And by the way, Denzel's son. Yeah, Denzel's son. Yeah, what a great that guy's got an amazing voice. Incredible voice. (laughs) But. I would say, like, the story itself sounds very interesting. For those of you who don't know, Black Klansman is the story of how, like, a black cop infiltrated the KKK. Mm. Um, and I felt like during the course of the movie, there were all these interesting t- storylines they could have explored. You know, they could have gone a little bit deeper. And I would have been interested seeing the dynamic of it's his It's a great Adam Driver and performance, so, yeah. too. We talk about it all the time. We, uh, You know, I love to use the word juxtaposition. The, 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 <laughs> the Denzel Washington son, I forget his name, and the Adam Driver character. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it when they talk about like you don't think you got skin in the game, you got skin in the game. Yeah, like those are moments that like uh, people that aren't as clever and as uh, um, brave as Spike Lee will not put in a movie. He put mm-hmm. that shit in there, and it's a powerful mm. in a funny movie. The movie makes you laugh. A yeah, lot, the movie, but he gets it in there uh-huh. when he needs to, and it's it's very powerful when he does. The movie definitely has its funny moments. I would say it's just. It feels like he goes on this rant during the movie, and there's kind of yeah. that thin line between yeah. like you're using mm-hmm. as, this as a platform I to justify so what you're trying to say. Because it reminded and, me of Django, which uh-huh. was also about 15, 20 minutes too long. Right. And it's like Tarantino, you can you could get the Best Picture Oscar if you just if you just pull back a little bit, you know. <laughs> so I you want to go, thing. yeah. So you just gotta pull, you gotta edit it just a little more. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's very beautifully shot. It's just that's gorgeous, and that's why I would feel like whenever he kind of rants into it, because there's like Make America Great, like kind of like points oh, into yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets heavy handed. It's, it's, it's the joke. But it works for the yeah. most part, uh, except the third act. I, I would say I would say if it's a little more subtle, it would work. But the fact you kind of get beat over the head with it, the first mm. time it comes up, it's like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I get it. The second time, okay, I get it. The third time, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, I dude, I get it. I the fourth that. time, okay, yeah, dude, I get it. <laughs> and it's the same thing when they make fun of, you know, I'm fine with making fun of like Ku Klux Klan and races and all this stuff. But it's, it's the joke they keep on beating over the head. Yeah, and yeah. it feels like they could have explored the dynamic of the black and white cop situation. And it yeah. really feels like, and I kind of thought about it for a while, it doesn't feel like these characters grow much at all, just in general. But Which isn't it's, necessarily and, a bad thing, because right. in real life, that, that happens a yeah, lot Yeah, sometimes also. you end up so full so, circle. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that, But so. that's why I would say, you know, I understand, you know, most you know directors, they insert some of themselves into their movies. He's, but, he's somebody I root for a lot. Yeah. It, just like Tarantino. And again, be, I'm, I, we're almost on the same page. I think I like it a little more than you, but what I yeah. would say is like, I wanted it to be great. And it was like, oh, an hour in, I'm like, this could be it. We might get right. it. This might be the Oscar movie, but then it just it, it just definitely It definitely goes a little too long for sure. So that's why I will say it leads more into ranting. And some people like that. And apparently got a lot of emotions high yeah. in this movie just in general. Sure. And that's really what it feels like. Yeah. It feels more I, like I saw The audience, I saw it with clapped at the end for the most part. Yeah. I'd say mm. at least 70%. But yeah. I was, I did not clap, not because I'm not on that side, but because it was the the Charlottesville footage that they show at the end when the, when the credits are yeah. rolling. It's just so intense. Yeah, it's hard to watch. And you had just been laughing a few minutes ago, and now you're watching that, and it's Uh like, I don't know exactly if this works. Yeah, so my kind of final statement on it, once again, I want to read the book to find out a little bit more about the actual case and what actually goes on, is when he kind of feels like the director goes on that ranting screen, and same thing, it's not very smart writing when you're kind of throwing it out there in your face, it's not very subtle, is it takes away from the characters and it takes away from the story. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like you could have spent that time. To you can do you know, a documentary really about Charlottesville. Story. It yeah. doesn't have to be connected to the Black Klansman movie. You just right, made, exactly. So, so I thought it was it was close. I rated it in my top ten uh, uh-huh. last year. Right? I think it was last year. Yeah, year I think it was. That. Yeah, I think it was last, yeah, year, last year. It was nominated so. also, but like I said, I it just wasn't quite. Yeah, it wasn't quite where it needed. I, to be. If it's worth it's worth the watch, I would say. 
not my favorite. I thought it was definitely going to be better because I think it's the same thing where a lot of critics gave it a lot of praise in general. But really, that was kind of my issue with Num- it. Number three and, last year. Oh, number three. So. <laughs> but once again, I want to read the book just to find out more about the case because it feels just, like just I just had a green book. Yeah. Once again, it just feels like I didn't learn enough about the case that I wanted to learn more about. I think that's true. And I it, think that's it, a fair yeah. point. Yeah. So, mm. anyways, the second movie I watched is Poltergeist for the first time. Oh, the first really? one? Really? Yeah. Oh, Craig T. Nelson. Oh, no. Craig T. Nelson. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so first time watching it, and it's funny how I'm just like, oh, I'm so busy for time. I got to watch this homework. I'll watch a two and a half hour movie. Why not? Like, <laughs> I'll be up till two in the morning. It's that, all right. And I so, could I could use, we got Child's Play opening up this week. Yeah. It actually made a decent amount of money because it's a fairly okay. low budget movie. I think that one's going to turn a profit with Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. But but Poltergeist in its time, I, I actually there's the, all three of the first three. Yeah, yeah even man. though they're not great movies, used to when I was a little kid, they would scare yeah, the no, shit out of me. Yeah, no, yeah, they would sure, scare man. the shit like mirrors. They messed up mirrors for like my whole life. <laughs> yeah, so I was. T- why it took me so long to get good at grooming, you know. <laughs> so fun, you know, a uh, fun movie, great movie, I yeah, would say. Yeah. And it's funny because great is pushing it, but I would say it's it's it, you know what? You guys are the horror experts. Uh-huh. That's a smart horror movie I can get behind. Yeah. A good idea executed well with good scary moments with like use of regular stuff. And that lady, that old, la- oh God, it's, with the, <laughs> oh my God, so freaky. <laughs> so, and it's funny because I didn't realize how iconic this movie was until you see the scenes that yeah. got replicated through oh, other yeah. things, you know, throughout the years. Oh, yeah. Like the hallway extending, oh, you know, mm. just stuff like that mm. where it's like, oh man, that's how iconic this movie is. But, that's what I got. That's what I watched over the week. Um, those anything? are two good ones. Yeah, those are two. Solid. Nobody, nobody went out. I recommended Young Adult last week, which was like a super, super subversive version of My Best Friend's Wedding with uh-huh. Charlize Theron and Jason Reitman. Yeah. If you guys get time, I'm telling you, check that out. Patton Oswalt, an amazing performance in that movie, also. Now I, I do like Patton Oswalt. He's but great in this. This when, might be his best performance. When you sold it in the podcast, you're saying that it's, it's super cringy. Okay, so what and, I and I know you don't like that, and what I will tell you is most. Most of it is centered around one insane cringe moment. Everything else leads up to this one insane cringe moment. But when you get to that cringe moment, it was one of the hardest cringe moments I've ever had in my movie going, <laughs> in my full, almost forty years of movie going experience. Ooh. So, but I think I, I, I would hang in there. You're, you're quite gonna, a salesman, Nick. You're gonna like. It. I'm telling you, Jason Reitman is is so good. He's so good. Up in the air. Um, thank you for smoking. Young adult Tully last year. He's a good director, and he's got the keys to Ghostbusters now. Okay, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, so we'll move on to our next segment. So uh, listener questions. So uh, I'm we nervous. got an email here. So remember, if you guys want to email us, it's uh, almost said my own personal email. It's talkingflick at gmail.com. What's the personal email? <laughs> talkingflick at gmail.com. It's talkingflick at gmail.com. That's my personal e- email. Email Tyler so. at his UNLV account. <laughs> How dare you don't like Black's Klansman as much. So, <laughs> anyways, um, I got a email here from Jackie who says, what scene do you think is the most iconic slash recognizable? Like so, in the history of cinema? So... I that we're talking about Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, Charlie Chaplin, Gold Rush. What are we talking about? Are we talking about like personally? Let's say, let's say, what do you guys think? Personal, personal, iconic, or what scene? I mean, because I feel like. Yeah, let's say personal is historical to you, maybe, but (laughs) I know for there's two that come to mind. And again, we talk about my rating system a lot and how complicated it can be, how difficult or greater I am. The shot of Andy Dufresne coming out of the pipe with the rain coming Mm. down on him in Shawshank Redemption. Uh Love that. That's a movie poster. I love it. And and the (laughs) shot is so well done. Frank Darabont, the director. And then, of course, um, 
when Kevin Costner and his father play catch at the end of Field of Dreams. Okay. <laughs> it's just a moment that like will bring a tear to my eye every single time. Mm. So shouts to the quiz show where it's the um, shot of him in the box, the quiet box, so he can't hear what the other contestants are feeling. Uh, that's Ray Fiennes playing that character in a Robert Redford movie quiz show, 1994, uh-huh. I think. I like that one too. And then, oh, of course, Jaws. When you first see the shark for the first time, when I was a kid, that was that was hot shit. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. And then maybe the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, if we could throw another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least dinosaurs, in 92, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the first sure. one, that's that- the first yeah, one yeah, when yeah. Jeff Goldblum yeah, is just sitting just, there and he drops it, the sunglasses. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's got yeah, that's like that's gotta be there. Um with mine, the first thing that kind of came to mind was the departed. So mm, the wow, scene where uh Leonardo DiCaprio's on the phone with Mark or not sorry, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, and it's just silence. Oh I yes. do like that. And yeah. That is a good very well yes. quiet. Yes. Scorsese, so, by the way, has a documentary on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet about Bob uh-huh. Dylan. It's getting high reviews. Oh, okay. I can't wait to watch it. So I would say that's probably my the most iconic I can think of where it's just quiet and then all of a sudden Matt Damon starts talking and trying to bring him in and he just oh, hangs amazing, up. Yeah. My second favorite scene in that movie is when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is able to arrest Matt Damon. He just says, shut the fuck up and he's beating him up with a gun. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so that's got to be my favorite scene. We should so. be doing that movie on the show. <laughs> we yeah, I will. Me. We'll oh, get man. to it. So. I have a lot of complaints and being from you know, New England. That, so. That's it, a movie where once a year I can watch and I'm still just yes. like blown away by it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's Marky one, Mark, it's an incredible yeah. performance. I don't, I don't rewatch a lot of movies, but that's one of the movies that Alex, I sweaty Alec Baldwin too. Maybe, I love his maybe character. Not, maybe go fuck yourself. So. <laughs> hey, we have we have the Irishman coming uh, to Netflix soon, which is Scorsese with Pacino, with De Niro, with Joe Pesci, wow. with the Jimmy Hoffa story. So uh-huh. we're looking forward to that also. Okay, mm. love our gangster films. So okay. we haven't done one For, yet, have we? I don't think we have. No, yeah, we will. We will. We'll I'm it. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll 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 I will definitely pick one at some point. So for me, one comes to mind, and it's the Pulp Fiction scene with Samuel. Jackson. I thought and, you said a gimp. Uh, no, uh, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta when they're we'll in the room. The gimp up. <laughs> when they're in the room with the college students and they're like, "Oh, that's what, amazing!" Big yeah, Kahuna Burger. Get, yeah, the Big Kahuna Burger. Oh, scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh yeah, That's yeah. the the one that really sticks out. When this question came in, that's the first thing that came to my scene? mind. Uh, you know, it's what? a t- it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, what? What? Do they speak English in what? <laughs> <laughs> Say oh, what is, again? That is a tasty soda or whatever. That's a tasty burger. Yeah, that's a tasty burger. I love it. You know what? You know what? The scene, the moment there is when they shoot. The guy comes out of the bathroom and shoots him. Yeah. And then they just turn around and look at the bullets in the wall. That's an incredible yeah, that's moment. Yeah, they look back at themselves and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a lot of iconic scenes in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah man. Marcel yeah. Wallace and Bruce Willis, they match By up the on way, the street and he just runs them we, over. So we talk about IP. Another one that didn't do so well was the Shaft movie. And I thought it had a really good trailer. Uh, I forgot it had that came three out. three generations of Shaft, the son Samuel L. Jackson and Richard Roundtree, the older yeah. Shaft. I thought that was going to do better. It didn't do so good. I still will get to that at some point. I'm interested in that movie. And the second one, now after having us discuss it, Quentin Tarantino is just a major key in my life. If you were, yeah, if you're millennial, yeah, that's yeah. A big, it's a big piece. First of Kill Bill movie when they had the animation break for Lucy Liu's character when sure. they show her history and then she ends up killing the person that killed her family. That was a pretty good. Whole, oh yeah, yeah. That, I think that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was and, creative too. Yeah, creative. Very creative. I, something we hadn't really seen. Exactly. Uh-huh. Growing up, I never like seen anything like that before. To take a live action movie and then all of a sudden you cut to this animation and it was beautifully done. It was really good. The colors were very vibrant. Uh, I don't know. With the blood coming down from the mattress and the tears pouring from her eyes, I can still see it. This so. is yeah. a this is a hard question because there's just endless endless things. This shot in Indiana Jones. And the last crusade when they actually literally uh ride off into the sunset mm. is a beautiful shot uh-huh. 
the first time you see Batman in 89, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. I love that shot. Uh, th- these these are iconic moments. The Matrix. I remember the first time I saw oh, the yes, Matrix yes, yeah. in the slow motion. I was like, what is happening here? I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. Now you see it every, all every five seconds every yeah. movie. But at the time, that was insanity. First time so, seeing it is usually... Oh, my yeah, God. And, I, and I'm old, so I've seen a lot of these movies <laughs> in the movie theater. And I remember them. Like I remember like this is what formed me as a fan, uh-huh. as a critic, why I love movies so much, these moments. So great question, <laughs> Jackie, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, let me look. Yeah, yeah it was Jackie. Jackie. Sorry, Jackie. Sorry, Jackie. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on to our next segment, which is a new segment. So it's just next week what we're gonna be doing next week. So that way, guys, that way you guys have time to you know see oh, the movie nice. we're gonna be doing. Oh, and that that we're gonna, up, hey, fan, hey. The fans get to ride yeah. along with us. I don't exactly. know if I like that. Yeah, there you I like go. to shock them so, a little bit. So the power is mine. Uh, next week we're gonna have Malachi back on. He oh, was with us. Oh, yeah. X Men. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, uh, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, it's Jeepers, G- yeah, Jeepers, okay, Creepers. Jeepers. So yes, Malachi yes, was yeah, on with right. us for Jeepers Creepers. Uh, so you know how I like my horror. Next week we're gonna be doing Final Destination. Uh, the first one. Uh, yeah, the first. Yeah, <laughs> first one. Say why? No, that number three. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, the first one. The first. Okay. The first one. But De- Devin Sawa. 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 He was popular Sawa. for a minute there. He was right? Yeah. Probably okay, like all right, all right. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had 11 minutes of So fame. we're going to be doing that next week. If you guys don't know, it's on Netflix. You can watch it right now, and you can watch it for free, but we'll be going over that tomorrow. So, or not, sorry, not tomorrow, next week. So, <laughs> so we've got <laughs> Wet Hot up. American Summer, Final Destination. So when it turns around to my turn again, just get ready. Yeah, get oh, ready yeah. for it. Get ready. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You hashtag, can... give me those questicles. Yes, hashtag... <laughs> Give me those questicles. Yeah, give me those get, questicles, right? To get these get guys onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we want, a, we want an invite. I'm working on my character. I'm ready for this. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, listen, soon. anybody worth their their salt in a gilding yeah. uh, knows in my pocket right now is a 20-sided die. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. It's a real-play, role-play, collaborative storytelling podcast where me and a bunch of friends, we come together using the D&D 5th edition system to tell this overarching story. It's epic. It's funny. And we have a good time. And I know that you will, too, if you listen to us. So check us out, Dragon Questicles. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. So for me, as always, you can go to realwatchability.com. If Tyler wants to check it out, he should go there and read the Black Klansman review from last okay, year. Okay, yeah. Sure. It was number three of the year that year. I'm not going to tell him how I feel about it. <laughs> you he can look at the archives. You can see the top 10 movies of this year, uh, last year, I gotta all read. the way back. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it was a good review. I gave it a, I gave it a solid review. Can you read it to me? <laughs> I could do that. You do, we can, all... I could do a separate podcast where I just read my reviews. That, I think the fans would probably hate that, but I could do it. Uh, but you can always find me there. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you want to yell at me, for spoiling La La Land for you. I'm so sorry. Uh, at Real Watch, just be nice. I might block you. I try not to, but at Real Watch, uh, go ahead, Tyler. As always, we're talking flick. You can find us on Twitter, flick underscore talking, where you can talk to us basically about anything. We release stuff on there, fan theories, fan art, concepts. We take suggestions. So, yeah, tell yeah, us what to yeah. do. We take suggestions. We you love can... the feedback. We got a lot of feedback from the My Best Friend's Wedding episode. We appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely do. You can yell at me for not liking Black Klansmen as much or Please, watching Poltergeist for the first time. Yeah, so. you're like, tell you racist. <laughs> I would How argue about The Departed. You? <laughs> Why haven't you done The Departed yet? So, so yeah, reach us out over there on Twitter. Email is talkingflick at gmail.com where you can email us too as well as far as for 
recommendations, you know, questions that you have. There's going to be so general. many bad Boston accents on the Departed episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I'm not good at accents. I'm good at a Rocky accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> I knew accents, but not real accents. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, let's just not do it. <laughs> all right, guys. And so if you're going to leave a review for us, please do it on Apple. That if definitely If you're going to rate us. Yes, please. We love those ratings on iTunes. We do love those ratings. So. Please leave us one over on Apple or just literally whatever, you know, app you're listening to us on to as well. And so. I didn't catch this on last episode. Both Tyler and Nick agreed that, oh, three stars is fine. That's no, fine. no, fine. it's not That's fine, fine <laughs> at all. <laughs> Five stars or nothing. All well, right. You, look, you like the blonde or the brunette. I got a thing for blondes. That's good because I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take four. We'll just take, we take four. I take four nah, stars. No. Nah. Four and a half. I'll take three. Four and a half stars? I'm only doing a podcast of going to tower over other podcasts. (laughs) So five stars only. This is my call out to you, audience members. This this show is not This American Life. we got some work to do. (laughs) And leave leave a review, guys. We haven't had one in a little while. So leave a review right there. If you really like the show, you can become a Patreon too as well. There's a link in the description. It'll be there with Ryan's links too as well and as well as Nick's links. So you can always become a Patreon if you want to help keep the lights on. So that's us right there with Talking Flick. Why don't you finish it off, Ryan? Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Fuck my cock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want you inside of me. (laughs) Oh, God, Jesus.